Spring, 1915, St. Petersburg. Here is an artist who will say to you that all of the art you have ever seen was not only fake, but actually a kind of torture. He believed that paintings are real living forms, and that the actual world we live in is itself a kind of illusion, masking a higher dimension of reality. His name was Kazimir Malevich. You're listening to the Unknowing Art Podcast, the show that makes you unknow the art you thought you knew. My passion is art theory and philosophy, and this is my way of sharing it with you. If you like the show, give it a thumbs up. If you'd like to support the show, I would be honoured. Link in the description below. Malevich was reworking some stage set design for a theatre production called Victory Over the Sun that he and his friends had performed two years earlier. The actors in the play were made to wear chunky, colourful and geometric costumes and performed in front of an enormous painting. Malevich had designed the costumes and painting to be cubic and fragmented, inspired by the French Cubists and the Italian Futurists. Malevich thought that these two new art movements were important, however, he believed they were not taking themselves seriously. Malevich knew that if he followed their claims to their logical ends, he would arrive somewhere completely different to the works they made. During the performance, what stood out to Malevich was a spotlight that would occasionally move across the stage, highlighting parts of the costumes and parts of the objects, as if they were flat, free-floating shapes. This had developed his already growing interest in geometric space. And now, as he was reworking the stage design, he was about to push geometric space further than cubism and futurism ever had. Malevich was about to paint the very first of his black squares. Malevich thought to himself, Even though you futurists have renounced the past and paint the objects of our time, you are still painting objects. Therefore, you are still submitting to the old order of reason. How can you continue to paint objects when the world around us is telling us that there is more to reality than the objects we see? New scientific discoveries have shown us that there are parts of our own world that are invisible to us. The new studies of psychology tell us that there are parts of our own mind that are invisible to us. The new advancements in linguistics tell us that words are not grounded in objects. Cubism has fractured the object, distorting artistic paintings of nature into cubic shapes. But now it is clear that objects have vanished into smoke. Malevich thought to continue to paint objects from nature was a kind of torture. I'm going to read you a quote by Malevich. Listen to the torture in the words he uses.
the mire of the past, like millstone will drag you into the slow. That is why I hate those who supply you with monuments to the dead. The academy and critics are this millstone round your neck. The old realism is the movement that seeks to transmit living nature. They carry on, just as in the times of the Grand Inquisition. Their aim is ridiculous, because they want at all costs to force what they take from nature to live on the canvas. At the same time as everything is breathing and running, their frozen poses are in pictures, and this torture is worse than breaking on the wheel. Sculptured statues, inspired hence living, have stopped dead, posed as running. Isn't this torture? Enclosing the soul in marble, and then mocking the living? But you are proud of an artist who knows how to torture. You put birds in cages for pleasure as well, and for the sake of knowledge, you keep animals in zoological gardens. I am happy I have broken out of that Inquisition torture chamber of academism. I want to lift off from planet Earth away from this abandoned house, infested with termites. Malevich was frustrated at the thought that his paintings will always fall short of the deeper reality that lurks behind the surface of objects. Frustrated that his painting will become the same superficial facade as everything else. This was a frustration so deep that it stopped him from eating and sleeping for days on end. Malevich cried out. If all artists were to see the crossroads of these heavenly paths, if they were to comprehend these monstrous runways and intersections of our bodies with the clouds and the heavens, then they would not paint chrysanthemums. The art of naturalism is the savage's idea, the aspiration to transmit what is seen, but not to create new form. In repeating or tracing the forms of nature, we have nurtured our consciousness with a false conception of art. Art is the ability to replicate what we see onto a canvas was considered creation. If you put the same glass down 20 times, that's also creation. And in fact, whether an artist is a genius or not is determined by the number of cows he paints. Malevich was obviously angry. Representing nature was so embedded in the cultural thought about painting during this time that it would take a huge amount of mental gymnastics to even think about the possibility of painting without reproducing the forms of nature. Malevich could all but wonder, what was there left for painting? If you removed all imagery that might resemble things in the world, then the entire painting would be formless. There would be zero form and lots of colour floating around as if the thin surface of a balloon had burst, leaving a gaseous field of colour floating around where form once was. Malevich suddenly realised that in paintings that try to replicate nature, the colours used in the painting are irrelevant. 
because if the colours in the painting were to change to black and white, the painting would still retain its meaning, and would mostly remain the same painting as it was before. When I look at a painting of a tree, I would still be able to perceive the tree, even if the painting suddenly became black and white. Colour, then, is secondary to form. But if there is no form, then all the artist is left with is colour itself, which means that colour cannot be reduced to the function of aiding form, simply because there is no form to wrap itself around. Colour, then, must be taken seriously as an end in itself. Paintings devoid of form, meaning and significance exist in the specific colours used, because if colours were to change, it would become an entirely new painting. Malevich calls this the zero point of form. Only in the zero point of form do we see the liberation of colour. In the liberation of colour, we come closer to pure painterly plasticity. Because painting is no longer representative, but becomes creative, because meaning exists in the painting itself. Painting now has the power to create new form. The supremacy of colour over form is a right for the artist, who in Malevich's eyes, just like the Russian occultist Ospensky, must be a clairvoyant in the desert of sensation. What this means is that the artist is left with no stencil to trace the forms of nature. Instead, they must wander through this desert, blind, using their feelings, emotions and subtle sensations to guide them, as they create new forms against the backdrop of a limitless void. The artist will work in tune with a universal space. The artist will become a scientist who works to uncover the inner workings of the cosmos. Not by holding up a mirror and repeating the forms of nature, but by witnessing the creative nodes of the cosmos and stirring them together so as to create new living forms. This is in stark contrast to the futurists and the cubists who align their development of space with the pseudo-scientific study of ether physics. Quote Malevich, Futurism and Cubism worked almost exclusively on developing space, but its form being tied to objectness did not permit even imagining the presence of a universal space. Its space was bounded by the space that divided each thing from other things on Earth, but a plane of painterly colour hung on a sheet of white canvas gives a strong sensation of space directly to our consciousness. It transports me to a fathomless void where one can sense around oneself the creative nodes of the universe.
It was the supremacy of colour over form, and the supremacy of feeling over visual phenomena that led Malevich to proclaim a new reality, and manifest one of the most radical art movements to ever exist, whose influence still holds in today's society. He called it suprematism. Malevich considered suprematism as a discovery rather than a creation. He had believed that it made a more true pre-existing reality visible. Malevich could no longer see himself as a painter, nor as an artist, rather as a discoverer of celestial space, uncovering the fundamental structures of the cosmos. In a letter to his friend Matushin, Malevich writes, there can be no talk of painting and suprematism. Painting has long been outlived, and the painter himself is no more than a prejudice of the past. Malevich's rejection of artistic connotations in favour of a more scientific approach can be seen in the titles of many of his paintings and sketches. Composition 14T, Sensation of Electricity. Composition 2.Z. Sensation of Magnetism. Movement of painterly masses in the fourth dimension. Colour masses in the second dimension. Suprematism is Futurism and Cubism taken to their logical ends. Their desire for pure painterly plasticity was extended by Malevich through Suprematism into the artist's right to absolute creation. Suprematism's doctrine dictates that forms must be given life and the right to individual existence. It is a deeply spiritual and poetic sentiment. I'm going to read you a quote by Malevich. Listen to the Romanticism and the influence from Eastern philosophies. Nature is a living picture, and we can admire her. We are the living heart of nature. We are the most valuable construction in this gigantic living picture. We are her brain, which magnifies her. To reiterate her is theft, and he who reiterates her is a thief. An artist is under a vow to be a free creator, but not a free robber. An artist is given talent in order that they may present their share of creation and swell the current of life so versatile. Painting is paint and colour. It lies within our organism. Its outbursts are great and demanding. My nervous system is coloured by them. My brain burns with their colour. Now it is essential to shape the body and lend it a living form in real life. And this will happen when forms emerge from painterly masses. Such forms will not be repetitions of living things in life, but will themselves be the living thing. The painted surface is a real living form. 
suprematism pushed cubism and futurism to their logical ends. It had urged artists to look beyond the external world of politics, religion, and their own perception of objects, and shifted the purpose of art from holding up a mirror to the world to creating new living forms. Suprematism is surprisingly one of the most radical materialist stances known to art. It might seem strange, because at a first, suprematism sounds anti-materialist, since it asks us to reject the external and look inward toward our emotions. And yet, it is profoundly materialist because it renders art trans-historical. The body, the soul, will one day die and vanish, but art will live on. Malevich was often critiqued that his work was politically disinterested and obsessed with a narrow view of its own aesthetic, and that it was a negation of love, life, and nature. Malevich would respond, saying that art doesn't need us, and it never did. On this, Boris Groys, a Russian art theorist, writes the following. Art can always survive the end of all purely idealist, metaphysical projects, including the Kingdom of God and Communism. The movement of material forces is non-teleological, as such it cannot reach us, tell us, and come to an end. Malevich shows us what it means to be a revolutionary artist. It means joining the universal material flow that destroys all temporary political and aesthetic orders. Malevich's black square was the most radical gesture of this acceptance. It announced the death of any cultural nostalgia, of any sentimental attachment to the culture of the past. Black square was like an open window through which the revolutionary spirits of radical destruction could enter the space of culture and reduce it to ashes. It is difficult to say how many lives were lost in the bloodless revolution. Only two years later, after painting his most famous painting, The Black Square, the October Revolution began and Malevich's Black Square played a revolutionary role as a decisive full stop in Russian history. Solitary, helpless and dismayed, the individual Russian was looking for direction. And when the news of the disasters at the front reached Petrograd, crowds poured into the streets calling for peace, bread and freedom and for the overthrow of the provisional government. Looking onto the square, I saw an endless multitude packing the entire space as far as the eye could reach. A mass of placards and banners with the Bolshevik slogans rose above the crowd. Suddenly, a shot rang out. Whence had it come from? By whom and against whom had it been fired? Nobody seemed to know. But it was immediately followed by other shots, which soon increased to a wild fusillade dominated by the sinister rattle of the machine guns. The bullets whizzed through the wildly fleeing crowd. The army stood by the provisional government. On November the 7th, in a superb stroke of political bluff, Trotsky simply proclaimed that the provisional government had fallen and that all power belonged to the Soviet. 20,000 Red Guards appeared on the streets. During the next few days, Trotsky's statement became an accomplished fact. The Bolsheviks besieged the Winter Palace, where the provisional government was protected only by a handful of officer cadets and the women's battalion. In a matter of hours, the Bolsheviks captured the palace 
and arrested the provisional government. The provisional government, like the Tsar before it, had fallen without a struggle. Malevich supported the revolution, and because the new government championed the Russian avant-garde, Malevich was offered many prime positions in the following years. He taught at some of the best schools in the Soviet Union, and was appointed the director of the Petrograd State Institute of Artistic Culture. In the mid-1920s, Malevich toured Europe, where he gained international acclaim and was treated as a hero. But then, power shifted in the Soviet Union. Joseph Stalin was appointed as General Secretary of the Communist Party when Lenin died. Stalin shifted the goalposts of the Soviet Union and rained down terror on his population. Avant-garde art was persecuted and the propagandistic art form called Socialist Realism was made to be the only style of art allowed in the Soviet Union. When Malevich returned to Russia, he was arrested and interrogated by the KGB. He was stripped of his positions and was told he could no longer exhibit his works and must only paint socialist realism. Wisely, Malevich decided to leave the remainder of his paintings in Europe where his theories and paintings were celebrated. Forced to paint against his beliefs, Malevich died a few years later. <laughs>